This is the scene of the crime. A crime of passion, filmed in a way you have never seen before. And as no one else would dare attempt, but the screen's master of suspense, the producer-director who shocked the world with Psycho. This is the apartment of a man named Jeffries, a news photographer whose beat used to be the world. Right now, his world has shrunk down to the size of this window. He's been watching the people across the way. Nobody seems to pull their blinds during a hot spell like this. He knows a lot about them by now. Too much, perhaps. For instance, down there on the second floor, the woman pacing about. He calls her Miss Lonely Hearts. So lonely that even death seems like a friend. These are the newlyweds on a honeymoon no one will ever forget. He calls her Miss Hearing Aid, an artist of a very odd and strange art. The songwriter who plays the same melody over and over again. A genius or insane? This is the traveling salesman and his invalid wife. Out of their arguments and nagging comes a weird kind of love. Miss Torso, the body beautiful, that is, viewed from a safe distance. Those are just a few of my neighbors. First I watched them just to kill time, but then I couldn't take my eyes off them, just as you won't be able to. And you won't be able to take your eyes off the glowing beauty of Grace Kelly, who shares the heart and curiosity of James Stewart in this story of a romance shadowed by the terror of a horrifying secret. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit! Welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mark C. Kelly. Oh, hey. How are you doing today? What? How do you yeah. mean? I'm just mimicking your day. <laughs> oh, you're doing it like the chat we show. Doing it like the TV chat show where they're obviously yeah, yeah, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Not well. I'm feeling a bit... Um, Sheet? I'm feeling a bit... Yeah, I don't feel You're trying to think of a nice way to uh, throw the thesaurus out the door. So say, you're feeling terrible. I am, and we've just, I've just had an email from our friend Darren of uh, Scuttercast, who is equally feeling just as bad, so we, uh, 
listeners, we went on our annual podcasters booze up. Which uh, you know, there's no, there's no point in getting away, getting it anywhere else. It, it, it is just, a great, it is a, a great booze. Up. It is a great, great booze. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In which we went out with Darren Ian and Anthony from the Scuttercast and Dan Vieira from the Out of Range. Well, he used to do Out of Range, he doesn't do it anymore. Does no, he? no, so he just, just there. Yeah, so we had um, a jolly good old celebration, and we all feel that we've picked up a Doncaster bug. And uh, all the fact is, we're just old and can't take it. Well, anymore. that's what Ian said because he's not thinking it's your age, lads, and he's like cheeky. I think it is. I think it is actually. Yeah, it, it is. can't it, have been that massive pizza that I ate. No, like, no, because we went out for nearly twelve hours. Yeah, it was out for a long time. <laughs> it was a big one that was, wasn't it? The uh, the gin and tonics, uh, I think, have took its toll slightly, but still, hey, here we go. Yeah. You know, we still live it large. Wouldn't see you. I'm gonna do it again in two weeks' time. <laughs> oh man, I'm too old for this. I, I I did contemplate doing the October thing where you don't drink. But I well, can't do that. You, you know, not where, not where we work. <laughs> but Cal, what are we doing first before we do anything else? What we are, are doing the answers to the competition. Okay, so then. Uh, do, you want to, do you want to share this or do you want a video? No, do you want, no, you want me to video it? Oh, yeah, mate. You video it. So yeah, here right. are the answers to those themes. I'm not editing the music because I, I can't be bothered. So Cal, read them out. Number one, Moonlighting. Yeah, it was a classic one. Number two, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Nearly everyone got that one right. Uh, as an age group, everyone watched that cartoon. Yeah. I remember kid. Yeah. Number three, Men Behaving Badly. Yeah, near enough everyone got that one right. Number four, Kelly's Heroes. Uh, nearly everyone got that one right. We could nearly do bingo. <laughs> Kelly's Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly's Eye. Number... <laughs> number five, Joe 90. Yeah, that was an easy one. That was too easy, really, wasn't it? It was too easy. Got it. Number six, Minder. Yeah, everyone got that one. Number seven, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, a couple of people got that one wrong, which I was surprised about. Actually. Right. I can't find number one now. <laughs> well, the one underneath Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> number eight. Oh, there you go. Well done. Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, class. Number nine, Johnny Briggs. Uh, nearly everyone got that one right. yeah. number 10 Dallas yep number 11 Murder She Wrote oh, class Futurama yep that was number 12 <laughs> I was just, uh, just reading really ahead of myself there number 13 Mysterious Cities of Gold now quite a few people didn't get that one ah um, but they're going to have to edit that really because it starts off saying about Mysterious Cities of yeah, Gold yeah, yeah. number 14 mm. my favourite Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, quite a few people got that. I, I feel some shazamming was done on that bit. I did. Yeah. 15. Heart to Heart. Yeah, that was another hard one to edit. It was murder. It was murder. <laughs> Number 16. Boone. I can't Boone. Boone in there. Uh, yeah, Boone's eyes. Number 7. Callum. 17. 17. Callum. The Movie. The Movie. Now, uh, a few people got that one right. Um, and which is jolly good fun. I think we made it a bit too easy, frankly. I think it was a bit. I think it was a bit obvious on our on our hints. And well, the other thing is with Shazam, you're knackered now. You'd have to be so obscure now to beat Shazam. We well, know what it was. I think I think the next competition that we do, which will be next year sometime, we'll think we, of something we, we can't be bothered to do a show. Yeah. We'll try uh, and think of something different. Uh, if we think of something different, or what we do is we literally only play five seconds of it, or something like that. But what else could we do? Oh, no, I what about uh, missing words in famous scenes? Oh, that's a good one. 
Because you were shit at that as well. I am terrible at that. Yeah. So one of my worst singing films. But I think that's, you're good at that. I and that's know. quite hard to cheat unless you know the film. No one's going to buy a film just to find one word. Well done. There you go. Well so next year. So um, we've got a prize, obviously. Now we thought we'll read out what's in the prize. Now, of course, we have turned around and says it's a box of crap. And of course, it isn't a box of crap. There are some crap things in it. Yeah. There's, there's some, some good things in it. There are some very good things in it. So I'm going to read these out. Carl, I think you'll be really, uh, really up for this Ooh, box. Uh, first of all, we have, of course, we have the legendary. There's only two of these available. Where's the three? I think mean, there's three, didn't you have one? Yeah, don't worry, that's kind of wonderful. I wonder if my wife broke that and not mentioned it. Well, she took it to work. No, did she take it to work? Mm. She didn't anyway, mention it anyway. Uh, there was only three available, uh, and that's a waffle on mug. Ooh. Never been used, still in the box, ready to go. It's sat in the shelf behind a load of DVDs for ages. And that's good. We have, uh, this is used, uh, a Jimmy Nail autobiography. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> a... Star Trek The Next Generation and mixed with a Doctor Who comic that was Picard meets uh, The Doctor issue number five oh. uh, Doctor Who The Making of a TV Series 1982 Annual because I bought two yeah, by yeah. accident Doctor Who Dalek Invasion of Earth brand new sealed and wrapped up not been watched yeah I hope she's thinking I hope I love Doctor Who yeah <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Thomas, The Naked Truth film, brand new and sealed and unwrapped. Rear Window, Blu ray, brand new and wrapped. Yes. There you go. He or she would very like that very much. Very much, very much. And Octopussy soundtrack. That's not a, that's not a naughty film for those who don't know. It's a James Bond film. Uh, that. It hasn't been played, but it's got a slight crack on the cover, and I got an audio Amazon, they sent me another one, so there you go. And obviously, I'm not giving away the nice new one. So, Cal, would you like to do a, a draw out of the so-called hat that we don't have? Yeah, we've okay. only... There you go, there's the, the people. Yeah. Now, I have to say, we had a we had a lot of... You know when you think, yeah, I, yeah, hope yeah. Some, I hope someone enters? And you all did very, very well. Um, we had quite a lot. I think we had about 15 people enter but only a couple of people got the right and got every single one right a lot of you is really close uh, but well done and thank you for entering and hopefully you enter the next one so Cal who's won the answer is Lucy Brocklesby hey Lucy well done There's much rejoicing much rejoicing now I'm not going to put this on the Facebook page um, I'm going to let uh, I'm going to leave it for a month so please do get in contact with us at Waffle on oh what is it? Offlinepodcast.gmail.com <laughs> or message us on Facebook. Uh, private message of us. I, I don't know if you remember the Facebook group. If you are, great. And let us know what your uh, address is. Now, we'll be sending it by, via UK mail. Um, so it's entirely up to you if you want to send us your works address so it does get to you because you know what UK mail are like. They pop in at any time. Yeah. Uh, it's entirely up to you. We'll leave it to you. So please do get in touch. Brilliant. So, Cal, what are we talking about Today and talk- those people will know because there's a trailer at the beginning of the podcast. But still, for professionalism, yeah, yeah, for professionalism, we're doing Rio Window. I tried to roll my eyes there, but I can't do it. No. I want. I wish I could do it. No, you can't. I think you need elocution lessons for that. And let's we, we have not had elocution lessons. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you mean we're doing the Christopher Reeve Rio Window? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but of course, yeah, it, it, you know, even though he found funny for it, he's still shit. 
<laughs> I've not seen it. So yeah, yeah. Now, of course, we're not doing the uh, doing that one. We are doing the original one, which came out on September the first, nineteen fifty-four. But Cal, we're not jumping straight into that. No. Oh no, we've got an email to read out. Eh? I think yes. Go yeah. on then. Here we go. Think, oh, here we go. I think I've heard this. Were you telling me this when I was drunk? No, I was. Uh, yes, I did read it out when we were drunk at Doncaster. It has come back to you then. You've forgotten about it, haven't you? Yes, because uh, Dan Vieira was getting quite annoyed, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More than us, it was that one. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. We, we like him. So, anyway, here we go. We, we have a slightly miffed Rob K. We do? A miffed Rob K, Cal. Mm. Are you ready? Go on, then, ready, though. Hello, Waffles. How is you and that weasel mad dog face, mm. Kelly Easewell? I am very vexed. <laughs> Why did Mad Dog not want my last email read out on last showy? He's one star. He's hot. <laughs> He's hot trouble. He has a <laughs> he has a face like a beef burger. What? I plays Pokemon Go and catches a Mermikermakak and calls it Kelly as it is mad looking. When we all meet and I stays with views, I might not lick Kelly face unless he's nice to me. I don't know. He doesn't like me. He he doesn't like me. I was thinking, does use twos wants to go fishing with me? I have plenty of rods. Well, Rob K, thanks very much for the offer. Um, but um, I'm not really a. I did fishing for a while when I was younger. Can't no, get you on with it. You just poured. <laughs> you poured maggots down your mates' underpants. <laughs> that does not class as fishing. Well, I I, I had a fishing rod. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy it do you think he's that, that, the big thing we're talking about the big thing is because a lot of people think Rob K that you don't exist that's true that seemed to be the consensus of opinion on Saturday yep. we believe you exist and we well, I you know just, you exist because we just the email. it's funny yep. but other people don't they think it's no, yeah, very well, Anthony Anthony thinks that um, yeah. Rob should have his own show. Have his own show, yeah. So, uh, where the negative comes from, we love your emails, we're saying, we're sort of part of the show now. Yeah, Rob, you're, if you didn't like, you're yeah, part of the show, good. but show, but I'm afraid we're not paying you anything for no. uh, your lovely emails. Uh, but that was a very short email, Rob. Um, yeah. You know, come on, beef it up, son. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Stop letting the side down. Let's hear Write me a poem. <laughs> you can, on, you can read Kane, that one, hey. Write me a poem for the next show. There you go, Rob. There's a challenge out. It's challenge, Rob. Mm, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, challenging Rob. So, yes, excuse me. We are talking about rear window. Now, Remember what? we said, though, didn't we? But it was like that. We said, oh, yeah. we were going to do older films. Yeah. And and actually, we were, now we've started doing a few. People actually quite like them, don't they? Yeah. We're talking to a few of the lads on video saying they quite like the older stuff because it's there's not that much out there with older stuff. No, indeed. I'm not mean, being negative about older because we both like older films, aren't we? I don't like old films, really, but it's good. You're right, because most of them are obsessed with now, aren't they? They are, and there's there's um, plenty of podcasts out of there where you can uh, you can get modern day. Yeah. No, that was the chair. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. That's very unprofessional. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's plenty of podcasts out there that do modern day films and stuff like that, and you can't. But well, not that we compete anyway. But I mean, you know, if you want that, listen to Marker Mode or listen to Empire Online. Exactly, there's loads of them there. Yeah. So, and we want to talk. We want to introduce our listeners, mm-hmm. and hopefully that you, you've watched some of these, some real classic films, and some obscure ones as well. I mean, kind of been into quite a lot of obscure films since we were well, at school, really. Yeah, we're not doing um, the ones that are so obscure with it. 
No, you can't it. get no because no, 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 the point mean, of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if like you know everyone uh, can get access to them. Like we want to do Man by the Star, don't we? Which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. films, and Lahan, which is because mm-hmm. one of your favorite films. Uh, we did toy with the idea of doing uh, Hell Comes to Fogtown. We, we do love that film, but uh, I haven't seen that in years. I'm not 100 percent sure I could see it, but you never say never say it's never. It's not a film we love when we're about 17. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, you know, like a lot of them things in the early 80s, they're quite trashy. And I don't even know if it's available. Do you know there's another one? Oh, no. There's another one that he did a sequel? We, we've, um... We've Rady Ready Pod. I always know it's Rady Ready Pod, but that is his acting. No, no, no. He's Rady Ready Pod, to me. But, uh, yeah. Really? He, uh, he, did, uh, he did that, then he did another sequel, then he did They Live, and that was it. That was his acting career. Out the window. And then he passed away not long ago. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to be doing a lot of. Uh, we're going to do a Western, aren't we? We decided we're going to do a couple of Westerns. Yeah, we said we're going to do all sort of the genres. Yeah, like, genre. this is, like I said, this ain't my favourite Hitchcock film, but it's a great Hitchcock film, and it's more. It's quite knowledgeable. Pause that a second. Yeah, hold on a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We had cat issues uh, going on there. Kitty meows. Kitty meows. Come on, look at him sneaking yes, over. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, so what, what, out of curiosity, what is your favourite Hitchcock film? It's Frenzy. Frenzy? It's his last really? film. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Right, uh, you know, I I was going to talk about, you know, I really want to talk about Frenzy. I love Frenzy, but it's, it's, it's him being really pissed off in the film industry, that film. It was his last film. Yeah. He, he hated the he hated the way cinema was going. So he made a really, really, really belligerent, nasty film. Hmm. I love it. I love Barry Foster in it. If I was going to do a fancy dress character, it'd be like Barry Foster. Barry Foster's Barry Foster's character in it. Anyone who knows the film. But this was the first Hitchcock film I saw was Rear Window. Right. Okay. I think I, I remember it was on. Remember years. Remember years ago when they used to have actually films on the telly. <laughs> films, it? Yeah, there's apart from Bake Off and Guardian. Yeah, Park. there used to be loads of films on. You could stop up on a Friday Saturday night when mm. you and there was like always old fifties sci fi's and horrors and Hitchcock. And I remember saw this film and I thought, because it's a slow film, isn't it? It's a yeah. slow film. Yeah. It's a lot slower than I remember. I haven't saw it for years. And I watched it the other day. I thought, it's a very slow. It's a great film. It's I slow. actually. What, yeah, Rear Window. Mm. I actually struggled with it, if I'm honest. It's slow. I really did struggle, because I don't remember it being that slow pace. No. I always remember... You remember, it's that, like, a lot of things, you remember the last ten minutes yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, well, yeah. but that slowness is really, really relevant in the film. Mm. If this film was an hour and a half, it wouldn't work, because there's so much going on in it all mm. the while, isn't that? And it's about his... We've been to talk about this, a lot of it is about his mind. Yeah. So you've got all these individual stories going on that all sort of link up together, don't they, in the end? So, this was the film that first I thought, oh my God, this threat down, I always heard people talking about it. I, I didn't realise, oh yeah, it's really good. And then I started yeah. watching them all, and then it was Psycho and Vertigo, and yeah. North by Northwest, The Man Who Knew Two, all, all of them. Well, I watched them all, given mm. these 70 odd films, didn't they? Oh, yeah. But I saw a lot, a lot of these great, what, his 60s ones and 50s ones, they're his best films. Even though his last film was 73, even though it, loads of Hitchcock fans hate Frenzy. Oh, really? But, uh, I don't know, I like it. I love his attention to detail, but we'll go into this later on. So I remember he's to the TV programme. 
That was on when we were kids, weren't it? Yeah, that's that's what I think. That... But my first and is my favourite Hitchcock film is uh, North by yeah, Northwest. Yeah, you love that film. I love yeah. North by Northwest. I think it's such a fabulous film. And excuse me. Also, um, uh, to catch a thief. Yeah, yeah. We well, do you, you love Kelly Grant? Like, I do. Know. To catch a grant, but also Grace Kelly's in To Catch a Thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grace Kelly. You know, it's a scene film. The thing about that, she, you know, we all talk about it as we go. So, you know, horrible happened to in the end. Mm. But she, you know, her name Grace summed them up. She had so much grace on mm. screen, didn't she? She also like had a, a bit slight reputation of romancing her leading men. Oh, uh, did she? Which is the chagrin of uh, James Stewart's uh, wife. Of course, nothing happened to James Stewart because there was yeah. no marks on James Stewart. Was no, 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 no. You, you couldn't get much more wholesome American uh, mm. kind of thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's just go for the uh, the opening jazz we do. It was directed and produced by Alfred Hitchcock. It was a screenplay by John Michael Hayes, and it was based on the short story he "Had to Be Murdered" by Cornell Woolrich. It'd be interesting to yeah. actually get that book. It's that interesting thing with Hitchcock, isn't it? Straight away, people think, "Oh, he did everything." Yeah. No, no, he didn't. No, no, no he didn't. No, no. It was it, 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 what he was good. It was you know what a great interpreter of other people's work. Mm. That's what directing is meant to do, isn't it? He oh, weren't yeah. a writer. I don't think he ever wrote anything in his life. No, well, he was, I think he was definitely the first auteur. Oh yeah, who someone who was he wrote his writing was on screen, wasn't he? Well, you can also see that the, there's an influence there as well. But from you know, Kubrick is obviously influenced by Hitchcock. Everyone, every, just everyone is. I don't know anyone who isn't. Um, yeah. It starred James Stewart, Grace Kelly, Wendell Corey, uh, Welma, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Thelma Ritter, Welma, Raymond Burr. And it was released, as I said, on September the 1st, 1954, running time of 112 minutes. It had a budget of $1 million and made $36.8 million in the box office. Now, um, let's talk about the set. Okay. Well, Before it, we talk about the actors, let's talk about the yeah, set. Yeah, well, the, the, the set is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think what it shows you is, I think, if they did this film now... And the shot, it say I wanted like Gus Van Sant shot for shot remake of Psycho that he did. It would be CGI or they'd find some way of doing it. But because that was physically built, it looks real. Even though the setup of the flaps and stuff is very, very hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's very hard. But I will tell you my, my uh, thing about Hitchcock as we go on, why he was into that. But it, the set is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The, uh, the whole set, um, which required months of planning and construction, the apartment courtyard set measured 98 feet wide, 185 feet long and 40 feet Bloody high. Hell. Uh, it consisted of 31 apartments, eight of which were completely furnished. What? The courtyard was set 20 to 30 feet below stage level and some of the buildings were the equivalent of five or six stories high. Um, so, I mean... That is amazing. Apparently, Miss um, Miss Torso, the dancer lady, she stayed in her apartment quite a lot. Bloody hell. Even had a lunch in there. And I, t- I think what it shows you, right, Hitchcock, right, his background, he was a trained engineer. Mm. That's what you always remember his films. His films, whether the narrative works structurally and what everything looks like is perfect. Like that film, everything's designed with a camera can sight. Even the way, the sad story, we'll go through it, the sad story mm. where the woman goes to the thing on her own to pick up a man yeah you can see a perfect from his thing yeah. with a glass everything is set perfect you can all that so you know in the making of this film they said you don't even need dialogue in this film really mm. you could strip the dialogue in this film and you'd know what was going on yeah you'd have to take out the love story kind yeah of. yeah maybe that side of it but the um but i mean but the actual main mm. the way he's sitting there 
watching all the world go on and then he sees all this happening yeah. is he making it up no one believes him you wouldn't need that and that's what he films about he, he mm. didn't like dialogue no 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 he wasn't a fan of dialogue look he didn't like actors he said I told you he, he thought yeah. actors the most unimportant part of the film he said if everyone else does their job all they've got to do is walk on like prize cattle and yeah. that's why he used to call them cattle he wasn't being derogatory he was just saying that's what they are yeah. we've done it we were saying this we were talking about early work mate. Mm. all the hard work it's been done. It's been done. Principal photography. Six weeks they can be working on a film. They work up and do three days work and then they'll go, oh, it's really hard work. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. About them, what about them set builders who had to do that? Or moving the camera all the while to yeah, get everything to exactly get everything. right? What I really like about that set as well is the fact that you can actually see through to the street. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's right. what I'm saying. Perfect. Where mm. that camera is, Perfect, you could see all the way down there's there. Way you get a couple of cars going past, yep. and it's all done perfectly well with, with the lights. Almost like a, well, there is a live soundtrack going all the way through it. There's music that's in it. But... That's what's interesting, mate. It's fucking yeah. music. Because it doesn't stop, does it? No, no, no. Because you've got constantly. the yeah, pianist, yeah, yeah. and that's playing all the while, haven't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a little bit of information about Alfred Joseph Hitchcock. Born 13th of August, 1899, in Laystone, Essex, in England, died on the 29th of April 1980. He was uh, 80 years old at the time in Bel Air, California. He was obviously known as Hitch, the master of suspense. Um, now, that's a bit weird. What was that for? Oh, yeah, he had an alpha mater of uh, Salzen College, London, and St. Ignatius College, Enfield. That's interesting. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, born May the 20th, 1908. You're a big Jimmy Stewart. I'm not turning up my... That's the only thing I know. That yeah, that's it. Uh, and I think The Simpsons for something. May the 20th, 1908, in Indiana, Pennsylvania, he passed away. And July the second, nineteen ninety-seven. I mean, it, it's amazing. It's that, that not that long no, ago. No, no. Age eighty-nine, uh, by a pulmonary embolism, which is, is uh, very sad. Uh, he'd been acting for, since really from nineteen thirty-two to nineteen ninety-one. His most notable work, of course, is Mister Smith Goes to Washington, the Philadelphia Story. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. His fifties and sixties films. He was like. The you know his mm. big him and Caddy Grant weren't he? Oh exactly. I mean you forget as well that he did a lot of. Um, he was in the war as well. He was in the, oh, yeah. the second yeah. war, didn't he? He was married to his wife from 1949 until uh, until 1994. Um, so you know he had a you know you know good old uh, thing going on there. Um, it was a Grace Kelly, isn't it? No, Grace Kelly, born November 12th, 1929. Uh, otherwise known as, of course, Princess Grace uh, of Monaco. Monaco yeah. um, of course, she passed away on September the 14th. Yeah, but there's a massive urban myth about her death, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 1982, age 52, sadly in a car Accident. Her head never come off. No, uh, no. It was a uh, wig, wasn't it? She was wearing a wig. Well, it, it, the thing is, people get her that mixed up with um, the other blonde actress, um, not Marilyn Monroe. Mae West. No, the other books on Lady. Does it own one of them? I know. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, that was where it all come from. That hair going. No, it didn't. It was. It was it's in that film, yeah. Crash. There's a whole thing about that. Isn't it? Yeah. But it's a myth, isn't it? It's a myth. Yeah. Her, her, her name was Grace Patricia Kelly. Of course, she obviously got married to. Um, yeah. Since Albert, and she looked like a princess. Oh, she did, yeah. Like a, just, it's in that film the way she holds herself. It's yeah. great, isn't I mean, it? Passing away at fifty-two is yeah. just is tragic. Uh, the other main one, of course, is the villain in the piece, uh, Raymond William Stacy Burr, uh, born May the twenty-first, nineteen seventeen, in New Westminster, British Columbia, Canada. Passed away September twelfth, nineteen ninety-three, aged seventy-six. Uh, he was married to Isabella Ward and had a partner called Robert. Now, that says something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, um, I mean, Cal, can you you talk about the you talk about the film and how the film opens? Yeah, yeah, and it, sort of like how he goes along. I, like I said, I don't want to spoil too much for people who are going to watch it who yeah. have not seen it because I think the thing with Hitchcock coming to it, you don't want to know a lot because mm. this story, like I said, it unfolds at a snail's pace. But all the things that you think are slow are, in, are very, very important to it. Yeah. Right. It starts off in his apartment. Now, Jimmy Stewart is a photographer. Mm. He's a bit of an arse, really, isn't he? He's a miserable arse. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you, he's broke. He sits there with his broken leg. Right. And it starts off with him talking to his... Editor yeah. on the phone. Didn't he get a broken leg from uh, a car standing in the middle of a watching car? He asked him to get an amazing picture. Yeah. You don't know what happened there, but it doesn't really matter. Like it's just the MacGuffin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His leg is the MacGuffin in his film. How can you keep someone still? They probably went through loads of ideas. Well, I, I, you know, and they thought, oh, this is a good story. And he's there, and basically he's sort of lonely. He's been in there for a month or so and all he does is he looks out the window mm. seeing the world. He wants to get back, doesn't he? He wants to escape. Well, he, 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 he tries to take up a, a job, doesn't he? By saying, oh, I can still do it. And you think, oh, He's so can't. desperate to get out of this thing because his job is being out in the world. Mm. And then, it's about, basically, then for the next half an hour, you've got that going on. Then you've got the Masua coming, who's a bit of an arse to him. And he's not funny with her, isn't he? Yeah. It's a bizarre scene where she's in it. Is that kind of meant to be her, uh, like the nurse? The, the, exactly. I think that's what he's like. I said, through the insurance, isn't it? Yeah. Look, she's looking after him, make sure he's going to get, basically get him back on the road again. And he starts saying to her that there's things going on out there, but she mm. says, don't look, because you'll find something you don't want to find. Yeah. So Curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity killed the cat and all that, right? So he's watching, and there's... Basically, you've got four main characters. Mm. You've got like a, a dancer who's dancing by herself. You think she's lonely. Yeah. She's got all the world, but she's lonely. Now, that, that, that bit with the dancer as well, who he calls Miss Torso. Miss Torso. He's perving at the beginning. He's ve- well, yeah. And like, he's actually or- film vapor because, I mean, she's bending down. She's yeah. that, that, apparently, though, that all that dancing that she's doing is what she made all that of herself. Oh, uh, he just telling me, you know, you know what you got to do. This is what you yeah, do. Yeah. You know, keep dancing. Like all of his films, Vertigo. What's Vertigo about? It's him yeah. perving after, lusting after a woman. That's that's him. He had a very strange thing about sex and women. He's still be psycho. Yeah. Very, very odd. Anyway, so he's, he, he looks at that woman and he's, like, he's just funny. He finds her funny. Mm. Doesn't he? And he's laughing at her and all that. Then you've got, the, then you've got uh, a couple, an old couple who live up, up high. They've got mm. a dog. Then you've got a really, really lonely woman, which is the most heartbreaking story in it, really, isn't it? Yeah. Where he finds her funny at the beginning, doesn't he? The way yeah. she's loving having imaginary dinner parties. And he's <coughs> finding that hilarious, isn't he? And then you've got the, the main other story is you don't really know if what you've got Raymond Bernie's wife now, his wife in it is bedridden, but you don't know if she's bedridden, do you? No, you don't know. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, because you see her in the bed, don't yeah, you, you never then, see then her. You well, see them having some kind of discussion or something, and then it kind of goes, yeah, and, you, and, and then you think, oh, he's a henpeck husband because that's what it's, she's holding him about, isn't she? Yeah. Right, and then it cuts back to Grace Kelly. Now, Grace Kelly in it is his. You don't really know if it's his girlfriend or his wife or he's going to be his, it's, it's, it's it's, his fiancée. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's an arse with her. 
She wants to give up everything. She works in the fashion industry, doesn't mm. she? She wants to give up everything to go travelling with him. Yeah. He doesn't want to be with her because he thinks she can't take it and he won't give up anything for her. Mm. So he's an arse, isn't he, at the beginning? He's like, and all he, he's only lying is, why can't we just stay the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think, well, you know, he's it's, throwing everything on the plate for you. Yeah. She's coming, you know, bringing food for you. You know, she's coming to, and he's still moody. Being an arse, but yeah. this is where it starts to change, where she's asking him what he's looking at and she sees that story, she sees the story with the lonely woman and he's laughing and she starts telling him that you shouldn't laugh about these things because mm. these people could be anyone. So and she's what, like the moral aspect. Yeah, of she's the moral. And then he, she goes and he falls asleep. He wakes up in the night when he hears a scream. Mm. Now, you never know where that scream has come from. No, no, that's the interesting you thing. You don't know. You don't know. You and don't he just thinks... It. It's got to be that flat because of a sudden the curtains are closed. Yeah. And then he starts becoming nosy. He's become nosy about what's going on. So he starts noticing that the woman's not there. Hmm. And the fact is that Raymond Burkhardt keeps going out at two or three in the morning. Yeah, with his suitcase. With his suitcase on. And he's up because he can't sleep. Yeah. Right, so this goes on for about another half an hour and then he starts to know, he thinks there's something weird going on, isn't he? And mm. the way the dog's always digging in the dirt and there's yeah. loads of things going on like that and he never sees the woman. So he phones his friend up, who we've been in the war with him, you saw mm. that, to a policeman and says, I think he's murdered that. No one believes him at first, so they? No one believes him, even the couple sort of laughs at him. Yeah. Then the copper investigates it, and then well, you, well he kind of humours him. He humours him, doesn't he? he thinks yeah. he's making things up, and then you find out that the wife had gone to stop somewhere and been in touch mm. with her husband, so he ain't dead. She ain't dead. Yeah, he doesn't really, he doesn't believe it, does he? No, nah. he doesn't believe it. But then he starts getting the other two involved, mm. and this is where the story starts turning now. That she notices that the dog is digging at this dirt and he sees the bloke come down and be really nice to the dog even though he hates it. Yeah. And then a day later, the dog's dead. Is the dog missing or is the dog dead? dog's dead. Oh, right, okay. Because then he well, notices... I forgot, I, when I was watching it, I kind of... Yeah, like, he notices on his camera that there's something wrong with the dirt, doesn't he? Yeah. You don't notice it when he's looking at it. You can't see it, no, can no. you? And then, so I don't to too much. And then basically, the next part of the film is him. Well, we're going to give the game away anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, you think you know them. Yeah, it ain't going to be nothing, is it? No. And then, basically, Grace Kelly gets involved. Well, don't you get the, don't you get the, um, there's a scream then, isn't there? Isn't the, the, the old lady going that and everyone looks at the window? But the person Well, there's a really, yeah, there's a, that, you like that scene, but yeah, there's a bit where scene. when he's talk because it's what Hitchcock was talking about this film, that, there's loads of people living together, but no one knows each other. And someone could murder someone under your nose and you never yeah, know. Yeah. And there's a bit where the dog's murdered and the woman's saying that, what kind of neighbours are you? Yeah. And the worst part of that is she's crying her eyes out because the dog's dead. That part, dinner party, you'll come out and have a laugh and they're all having a drink, don't they? Then yeah. just go back as if nothing's happened. But he turns around and then he says, and goes, who hasn't come to the window? 
And, and that's this the, is where you start really because you yeah. see in the darkness oh, yeah, you just see the light there. of his cigar yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's when they realise yeah. something's not right and something's up and then basically he gets him out the apartment by saying he's blackmailing him mm. doesn't he he knows he sends him a letter I know what yeah, you did I'm going to meet you at I'm going to meet you at this bar come there she goes into there which also kind of shows that all that like you said at the beginning though where um, he doesn't think she could handle travelling with him doing that. And there's her going over, breaking into a, oh, yeah. the flat, be, doing all the Doing what he does. He comes back, and that's the bit where you realise he's useless, Jimmy Stewart, doesn't he? Yeah. He can't do a thing, because he's sitting in the dark, watching it. Like well, she, been doing. she does it twice, doesn't yeah. she? gets in there, and then she goes back. And then she goes back, because mm. they're obsessed with trying to get uh, the jewellery, because I've saw him looking through a jewellery. Yeah. So... She goes in, he comes back and grabs that. Jimmy Stewart doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He's useless. Yeah. He's sitting there with leg, phones the police up. But then he's got that brilliant scene where he just looks up, doesn't he? Yeah. And he knows someone's watching well, him. What it is, is that they're struggling. And then thankfully the police come because his mate was already there yeah. when he outside. They get into the uh, flat to come and take him away. Oh no, they go in there to find out what's going on. But she's got the 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 wife's wedding ring on her finger, and she does. Uh, yeah, it's a brilliant thing. Yeah, yeah. And he notices, and it's a beautiful shot where he, he looks, looks like, yeah. and then he looks up across, and, he knows, and then he knows where it's all coming, coming from. from. And then obviously he doesn't get arrested because there, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. But then get... you've got the big scene that poor yeah. people remember. I remember this really much as a kid. He goes after. We you don't know what he's going to do because it's weird that Raymond Burr when he comes in, he won't speak to Mister. Does he? Don't no. speak. And he doesn't come across as that, like a nutter. He doesn't. No. Well, I think the silence. Yeah, the that freaks him out. I mean, he doesn't say anything in the whole. No, film. no, he doesn't say anything. And then he tries to attack him. Yeah. And he uses his flash bulbs, flash bulb, yeah. which is an old world isn't it? flash oh, yeah, bulbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a struggle. They have a struggle. But he throws him out the window, doesn't he? Well, he fr- yeah, he lifts him up and throws him out, and he's grappled on. And then he, but he, he does fall, and he got that really bad special effect of him falling. But I want to talk about. Um, but then um, the the policeman actually breaks his fall, doesn't he? Well, not so because he breaks his breaking. Breaking his. And then they arrest. They then they arrest him. But but like I said, the murder side of it is sort of throwaway at the end, isn't it? Our mm. head was in the hat box. Yeah, which is. It's just like said like that. Yeah. It's not even that important in the end. No. It's him. It's him and. And then at the end, he's with her, yeah. with his two broken legs, and it finishes. Like I said, I like, that's no, a very like surmise. I like the way that finishes, though, where um, he's asleep and he's got a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's lying on the bed looking out the window, reading uh, a trip to the Himalayas. And then when she looks, he's got to sleep. She puts it down and picks up a fashion magazine. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, that. yeah. I love that thing. Like, like I said, that's... She it. hasn't changed, but he has. Yeah, it's a very, like I said, that was very brisk through it. And there's loads of stuff going on. With the what, with the all yeah, the different. It, I don't want to spoil too much because there, all... there is that bit, isn't it, where uh, he's looking at the window and that that bloke's in the apartment with the woman and they're talking and he looks across and he pulls the window down. Now, who who was that in that one? Was that? Yeah, no, that's the uh, yeah, that's that that's the married couple. Is a young yeah. married couple. But the good payoff at the end is that all this brings people together. Yeah. The lonely woman is with the lonely man at yes, the end yeah. and the dancer oh, the, the, the um, piano player yeah. isn't it and, yeah. and he's playing all these really because it's really sad music all the way mm. through it she meets him at the end and you find out the dancer 
He's not lonely. No. A husband. He's, he's in the army. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's the thing. There's loads going on in this film. Loads of mm. it. And that's why I like about it. And it's like, that's a lot. Because if you don't know this film, yeah. like, don't expect the Rick Roaring modern film. Because no, no, it's no, no, not no. like that. It plays out like a book. All these little things are all... And when you know, when you know that's when it's good to look at all the things. Because I've watched this film loads of times. There's still loads of stuff I'm missing it. Like, there's weird scenes in this film that don't make any sense. Like I said, I told you, the thing with Hitchcock, I was saying this today, wasn't I? Yeah. The thing with Hitchcock, he had a maxim, really. He said, logic is dull. Mm. And he said, because if you make films realistic, they're boring. They're really, really boring. So, what he used to do, he used to throw odd things in it. There's loads of things in it. Like, like there's a scene with a helicopter. Yeah, which is really... It don't make any sense because it's out of perspective. Is he dreaming where he wants to be? Yeah. The falling scene at the end, it don't make any sense because it could do effects like that. It goes a bit weird. All those bits where it's speeded up all of a sudden. Yeah. Because everything's in a world of Hitchcock. Which is, he, which is kind of like, it's still not as bad as when Alan Rickman falls off. Uh, no, no, thing, no. Because uh, his arms go really big. No, no. Yeah. Is it that one or is it the one with... Um, Burt Reynolds. Oh, no, the one with Burt Reynolds. That's really well. Yeah, that, is that one as well. But no, and that's the thing with him. All his films lived in their own world. Vertigo is especially like mm. that. But I love Vertigo. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter to him. He said he does. He wasn't obsessed with narrative. Hitchcock. He wasn't. What he wanted to be, he wanted to be immersed in his mm. world. That work, you know, because there's loads of in jokes in this film. The couple's, the, the policeman saying, "Isn't he? Why would a murderer leave the windows open?" Yeah. Because it's a film. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It works for the film. A murderer would not be killing people with all people around like that. Yeah. But this is the thing about this film. It's a, it was sort of saying that the worst thing you can do is sit in your house all day and look out the window, mm. get out there. But in saying that, him there solved the murder. Yeah. So that's why I like about his films. They're really, really ambiguous. Mm. You don't, you don't, you don't also, know what he's saying in this film. Also, on another point, though, it's almost like as well that, that he's saying you shouldn't turn off, don't turn away, don't ignore things, don't put your head in the sand. Yeah. Which is like, you know, as I say, there's all this stuff going on, but no one talks to each other. And it's, you know, where, where I live, I live in a small close and everyone talks to each other. Yeah, and you think about no, that. I, I've lived in other places. And you were saying you know, that then? Yeah. Yeah. And you think about now where people can live next to each other for 40 years and never speak and to never, each other. Never, yeah, never have known. And that's what he set all that up because he, he, that was going on then. And like I said, I think, you know, it, it's one of these weird films and you can't believe they've not remade it, but I just don't think you can. No. Well, they have remade it. Yeah, but I mean, I see, I'm just in the modern world, mm. I just think... Yeah, but in the modern world, then they'd be filming them on the camera. He'd lose some, uh, it wouldn't he? I think about he's looking with his camera as well. Yeah, that's a bit. You know, that bit isn't in the book. He's looking through his camera. Oh, really? That's him because he's he was obsessed with voyeurism. Yeah, you think it's of a psycho? Nice camera, it's a nice voyeur, camera, isn't he? Yeah, he's just yeah. a voyeur, isn't he? Or, well, psychos. I mean, psychos are really weird. Film, oh, it's completely weird. Yeah, I mean, the whole dead mum. It, that's why I like his films like you think then that's why everyone loves him I said the birds on that aspect as well yeah, yeah. you know I only saw the birds once yeah. I, 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 it's not a film that I know that well but that's a bizarre film isn't yeah. it like all of them and it, even North by Northwest 
It's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, Heart North by Northwest doesn't make sense in some sense. It's mistaken identity. You could easily be, you know, it's playing Roger Thornhill, and yet you could, you could easily say, well, I know. Oh, know. But they're going after him, and like James Mason. James Mason. Yeah. He's coming along saying, Missy Ryan, aren't you? Yeah. He's like, oh, no, no, he's not here, man. Yeah. Not him, no. Like I said, you find the place. It's not me, is it? Yeah, it's not me. Really like, but logic is dull. Yeah, yeah. And he makes great films. It doesn't make a thriller, does it? No. I mean, I always remember as well with um, To Catch a Thief. Uh, I think BT used a, a clip from uh, To Catch a Thief where uh, Cary Grant's in the, in the train where he goes, uh, every time I see a beautiful woman, I feel like I must have to kiss her. And he's kind of like, but then he cuts to some kind of BT thing. It's like what we were talking the other day about school for, when we did School for Scandals where Vic Reeves was doing the Terry Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, essentially. Um, so it's weird that, you know, that he's modern, that modern, the films. I mean, like North by Northwest, I suppose, has been remade. In essence, because it's a thriller, it's a chase film. Yeah, then, yeah. I suppose if you look at it as well, 39 Steps was one of the original ones of that kind of film. So, you know, that, yeah, that's yeah, where, yeah. that kind of comes from. I mean, what do you think, um, wrapping this up, what do you think uh, James Stewart's best film was? I don't know, like I said, I, 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 like I said, I always get James Stewart and Kelly Grant mixed up. In my head. Yeah. Well, one goes... No. Oh. It's just the films because they were both similar kinds of leading men, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. What's the one with the rabbit? Harvey. Well, who's that? That's Jimmy Stewart. That's Jimmy Stewart. I like that film, but this, because I love Jimmy Stewart in this, because I've got, in my fantasy when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a reporter. Yeah. Not like now, sitting behind, I mean, being out in the jungle with a camera. Yeah. That's to me is what a classic well, pho- Photographic journalist. Like a photographic, that's it. Photographic journalist. It's like my dream job, that. It's just, yeah. But I know it's probably different now, but then you could be like that. So I love him in this. Even like I said, even though he's a cold ass, and why on earth would she keep bothering him? Yeah. She yeah. could do better than him. Yeah. Because he looked like an old bloke. I've, I've always enjoyed watching Jimmy Stewart films, and I, I was watching. Uh, an interview with him. Actually, it was Cary... No, was it... I think it was Cary Grant who gave Jimmy Stewart his Lifetime Achievement Award uh, at the BAFTAs. And, and it's like that both of them, the older they get, the slower they get to speak. I mean, Jimmy Stewart was always like... Yeah. Like, when he accepted, like, wow, Cary... I'll tell you what made me think as well. Would you get an actor like Jimmy Stewart now? No chance would you get an actor like that now. No. He looked... One, he looks old. Yeah. Because he weren't that old, was he really? No, I mean, you you look at him in uh, in um, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, which is one of my favorites. I know, you know, I'm not a massive fan of it. I know, it's, it's a, people sat and I was really shooting me for that. Film. It's a really dark film. I know, it's, I know it's all about suicide, I know it is. I know, it's just, uh, it's the little girl and the... Every time and every time, I can't every, time, every, that time every, every time an angel Makes gets it wings, it wings. But again, though, with me, I mean, I like, I like Stuart in his westerns. Uh, um, you know, and I say Vertigo is it? But you were saying was he didn't do loads and loads of films? Was it him or Cary Grant that didn't do loads of films? Cary, Cary Grant um, kind of retired early, really. I mean, he was in his fifties when he did North by Northwest. You know, running around and uh, you know jumping into uh, fields. And yeah, but he retired quite early. And um, I mean, he did the range, you know, he did all the awards and stuff. But I think when he became a family man, you know, he had another child when he was like about 60 odd. Yeah. So he kind of said, oh, Jimmy Stewart really carried on working. But Jimmy Stewart did an awful lot of chat shows. I mean, there's a wonderful interview. I, 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 I was watching on, the other day, brilliant. I, I was watching him talk about 
There's a really good documentary on this Blu-ray for for old God Lucy if you're going to watch this film. Hopefully she hasn't saw it because that'd be a brilliant. Yeah, this is hope, hope, she, hope she's got a Blu-ray player. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Actually. If not, plug it, get a DVD. Yeah, you get the but DVD. it's got amazing extras in there. There's a brilliant Jimmy Stewart interview talking about this oh, film, yeah. what it's like working under Hitch. Yeah, no way would actors stand for that. No, and, and uh, Hitchcock. Uh, liked working with Stuart and Cary Grant, but he found Stuart a lot more appeasable. I think because Stuart didn't really like the boat, although well, he, he had. Well, you were telling me something here that Cary Grant was supposed to be a bit. Of, I didn't realise that he was yeah, a bit of a monster. Cary, Cary Grant could be a bit of a monster because he knew how he went. I mean, you have to remember when he was Archie Leach when he first started in Hollywood. You know, he'd come from Bristol, so yeah. you know, everyone forgets he's England. But uh, he um, he only got famous by changing the parting of his hair. Honestly? Yeah. He had his hair parted on the opposite way. <laughs> and he wasn't getting any roles, so he parted it on the other way. And he was a, it turned out to be, because when you have your hair parted on whatever side you have your parting on, right? He's your profile, you have your photograph taken. Oh, I don't know. And that. he changed his hair, and that was his better side profile. Oh. He started to get more roles, like bringing a baby. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he was very protected of his, of his image, Cary Grant was. One, because of course there would be rumours regarding homosexuality, which I, I still, I mean, I've read many in autobiography. I think he was just quite a he liberal. Had, well, he was very much liberal. I mean, he was an LSD. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think he was just but, into uh, that world. And, and also, there's, you know, actors are actors. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, but also the fact, because, uh, I mean, uh, Niven lived with, uh, no, did he live with Van Oscar? I can't remember. Um, but he, you know, they, both, they all had a flatmate, they lived with each other. But of course, in Hollywood in the 1940s and 50s, you living with another man. It's oh, yeah, did Dave and Niven live in that? Yeah. Uh, we, oh, we was um, it, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Yeah, because he called it, and it was called... Uh, it was the Pink House. Yeah, no, yeah. The Pink, Pink House was the house. No, no, it was... Uh, what's the thing called when you got when you have liver disease and you're drunk? Cirrhosis by the sea. Cirrhosis by the sea. Because that sign went up for auction about 10 years ago, you know, oh, went really? for a million dollars. Because wow. I thought I might have a goat. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they were legendary party roads, and so was um, uh, Cary Grant. As um, but so but he was very protective over his image. One because of course he wasn't Native American; he was he was an Englishman. As Jimmy Stewart has always been classed as the all all golden boy American hero, even though in his, a lot of his films mm-hmm. he did, he was more than happy to play the bad guy or someone who really wasn't that. I mean, even in It's a Wonderful Life, you know, he's desperate to get out of Bedford Falls, and 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 you know, but he ends up staying because he's a good guy. But he's really pissed off about it when he hates it all, you know. Mm. Um, but Stuart was out of that but of course the, the advantage that Stuart had was again he did come across as a really nice you knew that you could you know you, you could leave him alone yeah. with you, you I think a lot of directors then the love and every man yeah, yeah. it's gone out of Hollywood now they don't like an every man anymore but then it was all trying to make him the actor look like the man on the street yeah. now they don't they look like Barbie dolls hmm. That's just the way it's got all... Like, well, at the moment, it's really big blokes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll go back round again like it always did. But then it was about people trying to relate to... Like Jimmy Stewart in this. He doesn't look like a movie star. No, no, no. So you can relate to him think, oh, this kind of blokey bloody you know, like that. You can imagine him being a bit like that. Mm. And I think that's it. They wanted someone who was Hitch especially. Yeah. He wanted someone who could, you know, anchor the role to sort of reality when the rest of the film wasn't... And then, I think as well, we, we like with uh, with North by North actually Cary Grant, and and also I suppose Grant saw the film with Chevalier, which, which you know not linked, but I mean, uh, he, what he did really well was play old really well. I mean, he, he held himself really well, but also he did come across. You know, the good thing about Hitchcock when he's directing uh, Cary Grant in that is the fact that he looks out of. He doesn't look like he should be because he shouldn't be there. You know, when he's running across stuff and he's trying to do everything like that, it does come across as like he's in a bit of, bit of trouble, and that's, that's how I think how Hitchcock... Uh, oh, no, he, he, he was always to make everything... He made, his films make you... 
There weren't homely, warm no. films. No. He didn't want that for me. He said he wanted you to be... He's all about psychology, Hitchcock was. He wanted to get under your skin, mm. make you think, like Psycho. You think about that story from when it was. That's quite mind-blowing, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. It really it is. It is, yeah. So that's our episode on uh, Rear Window. So well done, Lucy, yeah, yeah. for winning the, uh, the box of goodies. We'll be shipping that to you. As soon as you get in touch. And what are we doing next? It's Halloween next. It's, it is, really, the ultimate Halloween film, it isn't is it? It is Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. So send us your comments to com. Leave us feedback on iTunes. We have got some, so I'll read that out next time. And we'll all see you next month. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at wafflonpodcast at gmail.com. And await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle on Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle on Production. Copyright Simon Mettings and Mark C. Kelly. Be seeing you.